The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, it's an exchange guest. You know why I bring you exchanges? Because I'm a trader and I want to reach out and find out what's good in the space, who's doing what, why and when, and what is actually different. What are they doing to bring us into the space? Now, I've got Dave Pulis, who sounds like you pronounce it, Police, uh, who's the CEO at ZBX Exchange. As you can see, if you're watching or if you can't see, you're hearing Exchange out of Malta. Dave, thank you very much for your time today. I'm looking forward to a good chat. My pleasure. Now, listen, mate, you have uh, an experienced background. Now, you've been trading, what, 17 years? Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So give us a little bit of your background, first of all, and we'll work into, the, uh, into where you're at now. Of course. Um, I went into the world of finance when I was still actually at university. Um, met a couple of traders. I was already studying finance, um, luckily. And before I finished my... My, my master's degree. I ended up studying three hours at university after the university lessons or lectures stopped. So I could learn trading at the time it was interactive brokers and we were, was learning the platform. And by the, by the end of it, before graduating, I already had a 4 million account trading on behalf of other people, family and friends at the time. You, didn't, you, you need to be licensed. Um, and then I ended up working in a brokerage um, uh, doing uh, institutional trading setups with high frequency trading and uh, family offices. We also do some private equity, uh, venture capital on the side. Um, and six years ago, a bit almost six years ago, I was introduced to the world of crypto. Ended up going to the 2013, I believe it was May 2013, San Jose uh, um, Forum, where there was the Winklevoss brothers just starting off, just buying their Bitcoin. Um, and all the big names, which basically they had a desk as big as literally uh, two by one <laughs> and just trying to show their product. And also I was there under an institutional uh, uh, finance uh, you know, suite as well because I was working for the brokerage. And, and then the rest is history. Wow. Well, look, if, if you're not watching this, and I know most of you are listening to this, let me just say that Dave is Peter Pan. All right. This, this man... He's older than me and he looks younger than me. The guy's Peter Pan. I don't know how you do it. Maybe it's the water there in Malta. I'm not quite sure where it comes from, but I am envious of you. You've got a full head of hair and you still look 18 years old. Well done to you. For a trader of 17 years, let me just say one thing, ladies and gentlemen, that is not very common. So let's work back a little bit, right? So you were trading through your studies. You did very well, clearly. $4 million in a portfolio, that's, that's very, very good. To, to attract family offices, um, you, know, you, you don't get that just by virtue of just saying, hi, guys, I know you, I'm a trader. It, it takes time, it takes expertise. What made you leave that market? So basically, uh, trading is pretty intense. We, oh. Apart from the trading, then we also expand. And then I met my current partner and into, deeper into the family office. This, the Swiss ones, um, which, which demand very, very high, you know, um, attention to detail and a lot of attention. Mm. There is a particular word which we won't use on the podcast, but they, they can be <laughs> very particular at times. So um, after the crash, um, the 08 crash, yeah. um, then I, I stopped a bit 
Um, we were still making money, but it's just that we were doing quantitative trading, um, quantitative analysis, and we said, okay, let's let me let me take a step back. And then I went into the actual um, industry to work instead of trading from my own home. It's very profitable, um, but um, I was making money going up into my room, trading day in day out, um, and I needed a bit of a change. So I actually wanted to go more deep into the industry. When I was doing the brokerage as well, I was trading on the side, still making money. Um, but I think if I want to grow myself and more, you know, as a future and see what's out there in the world, um, I stepped a bit off from trading. So technically speaking, I probably am making less money now, uh, but I'm building something that is also helping the ecosystem, helping the crypto world. And when I say helping the system, it's because we're doing what we're doing, we hope is differently than anyone else. So I come from a traditional financial background and the way things are done in the crypto sphere is basically a wild west. People <laughs> running away with their money, um, exchanges getting hacked, um, institutions cannot get in because of course there's no, there's no structure and they can, cannot give you their, their investors money because they have fiduciary responsibilities. They cannot just hand it to an unregulated exchange. We don't have a custodian system in place in crypto exchanges. And if, when I went in my practical experience in brokerage, sometimes we had a custodian setup, sometimes not. When you, we didn't have a custodian setups, the hedge fund would say, you know what, this is not gonna work out. We can trust you as a broker, but we cannot trust you to hold all our assets. So in the crypto sphere, it is the same, but on steroids. We're mm. 20 years back. The, yeah. the good thing is that we have the experience to do it. We work with the regulators to do it. And at any, at any stage, we meet the FIAU, the, uh, we check the, the best lawyers in the industry that helped co-roll the law, we meet with the government. So I hope we're shaping the industry as well. So that is, I gave a bit of background because it helps understand of what we're trying to achieve, which is something I hope this is bigger than myself or just making an extra buck. Look, I hear you loud and clear on that. Um, I, you know, just to sort of give you a bit more, like to agree with you and to, to feed into your story of uh, you're making more money back there. So was I, um, from my point of view, I had, I had people, I had a hedge fund at 23 years old, right? It didn't work out. I had the wrong investor. I had the wrong people. I had the wrong setup, but you know, you're 23 years old and you get given X amount of millions. You know, take that opportunity if you're someone like we are right now. I revisited that when I was 27 and I was in Australia. I'd come back from London. I spent six years in London and I was sitting on mom and dad's jetty up in Noosa Heads and thinking to myself, do I want to sit there staring at six screens for the rest of my life? And I'd, I'd earned my stripes. It takes years to become really consistent. Right. I'd done 30% that year on, on a specific portfolio. My personal one, I was much more aggressive, but I, I built a portfolio for investors. I had millions of dollars. They're ready to go. And I thought to myself, it doesn't really make me happy. Yes, I can make money, but is everything about money in my mind? And that's what brought me out of trading. I, I called my investor and I said, no, I just, I don't want to do it. Uh, yes, I've got the talent. Yes, I've got the skill. Yes, I've got the results. Yes, I'll make lots of money. But for the life of me, I want to do more. I want to do something different. And I went into property at that time. And, and, and I've come back. That was about a couple of years of doing that because the Sydney property market went really well. So you could trade property almost as liquid 
as you could trade something like foreign exchange. I'm not talking on the day, but I'm talking, you sign the agent, you sell the property. It was market was hot, man. It was just going so quick. So that was where I went. Now I've come back in this and I'm much more interested in the business side, the growth side, the ecosystem and the education out there to everybody else. So I, I, I totally get you on that front. Now ZBX exchange where you are CEO and what you're running right now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing there and how it's going? Of course. Of course. So ZBX, um, as the name might give a hint, it's part of the ZB family. Um, the ZB family of exchanges basically are ZB.com, which is one of the, I think the oldest exchange in the world, or second oldest. Used to be called China BTC, but after the Chinese clampdown, of course, makes sense to remove China from the name. Um, and we also have BW.com, ZBG.com, and all of them are top 15 exchanges. And then we said, okay, we have so much potential in China, one of the biggest. What if we use the same infrastructure, the same wallet custodian, which we have a separate one um, that never got hacked since 2013, touch wood, um, to also go the regulated route in Europe. First we said, let's go in Europe. But then, obviously, it has to be done differently than, uh, than Asia in general. So in Malta, we had to go for the regulated route, which I'm proud that we did. It's a very expensive way to do business because it doesn't help you get some business it helps you get maybe the institution but not much the retail and the institution but it's five steps there. forward dave it's you've, you've got to look after you've got to future proof your business and i commend you for that of course um so within regards to the regulation itself then we said Malta is going to be the fully regulated route and we share the infrastructure the ip of the of the trading uh, platform and of course we hold our assets in bitbank as well our custodian um but our specific aim is to be able to give the investor the confidence needed to say, okay, I do not know what I'm doing if it's, if it's a retail trader. They open an account, they don't have to watch their back. It is the same as opening a normal brokerage account. There's so much regulation around it that it is there to protect the um, investor and also be it retail or, or institutional. Uh, some of the regulation that we want to impose in the crypto industry is not going to be regulation just for the sake of regulation. We want to make smart regulation. The problem with finance is um, we had some experience also in uh, IPOs as well on the junior market when the company goes first public. And the amount of filing, for example, that you have to do in a, in a primary listing is insane, even if it's a junior market, let's say the OTC uh, QB. With what regards to what we're trying to do is we want to embrace regulation, but we also have the brightest minds in tech. So we want to apply the technology to also remove some of the bureaucracy around uh, traditional finance. So we want to be the next exchange, the next equity exchange, or maybe digitized equities exchange. But if you want to list your product, we're not going to bore you with six months of paperwork. Once you have your paperwork in place, you can submit, we'll let you know what's happening, and we get down to business. And all of this, it's not because we think we're smarter than anyone else. It's just because we have the technology on our side. If you have an immutable ledger, if we work on the blockchain, then it means that documentation can be submitted so much easier. We don't need to verify everything um, uh, every, every six months or so because we know that the document is legitimate as well. 
if a user wants to list on different exchanges, they don't have to also verify the document with their attorney every six months because it's on the blockchain as well. I mean, there's so many things that, that we're trying to do to the industry. We started to put the money where our mouth is. Um, and we're the first exchange outside of the United States, uh, as far as I'm aware, that is going to be audited by the big four. Wow. Um, we're going to mention the name very soon because we have to sign you know, on the dotted line. But we agreed and, and uh, we love it. I mean, you can get lost. That's just a four, the choice of four. But that's a big vote of confidence. The fact that they're looking at our model, saying we're comfortable to be your auditor. There's many others that tried, don't get me wrong, to get audited by the big four as well. But unless you are somewhere in a, in a position where they can feel comfortable yeah. auditing you, obviously they're not going to say yes either. But I think the biggest headline out here, people don't care if we're audited, you know, in reality. No. It just helps us and it helps the institutional investor. But the crypto industry wants banking. So there's how many exchanges out there outside of, outside of the US? How many of them have deep liquidity, regulation, and the third most important one, banking? I cannot mention the full names right now, but right now you can go and buy with the debit card, credit card, whatever, crypto, very easy. But in the next weeks, some of the announcements that are coming up next week's months is that some of the biggest banks, biggest Western European banks, are going to be behind ZBX. They're going to be giving us the fiat pipeline. So we're going to list the pairs, uh, ability to withdraw, deposit in any fiat that you want, or at least the wow. major ones and some of the major ones. And we will also be the exclusive partner for some banks. So this is an exclusive one. I'm giving you uh, a big one here. You know, Give the it US, to me. JP Morgan said they're going to do the JPM coin, right? Yep. In Europe, we have a similar thing happening, but the bank is going to be working hand in hand with ZBX to issue their coin. More will be coming out in the coming weeks, also when we sign on the dotted line, but this is the big thing. We have the banking on our side, we have the institutions on our side, um, so we don't need to beat banking. We have banking working on us. your side. So look, you're a trader. <clears throat> okay, so thank you for that. A, I'm feeling a lot of uh, I'm feeling a lot of confidence in the project. I'm feeling a lot of confidence in the exchange. I'm getting a lot of signals as to you. I have a token which has been airdropped. Is it out there now? Can we go and buy it that? On the, obviously, I only listed on your exchange. We, we just airdropped it. Then we're adding adding the pairs um, in the next two to three weeks, so it can be bought in the next two to three weeks. Oh, that's a bit sad. You've just given us an exclusive and then we're going to wait to buy until after the news it comes is. out. Come on, Dave. I know you've got to work with irregulation, but cut the man a break, huh? Give me an exclusive. They have to cut me a break. Make some money from <laughs> <laughs> Look, my question is this. You're a trader, right? I'm a trader. We are kindred spirits, all right? Cut from the same cloth. You can put a bunch of other sayings in there that you wish to do so. One of my biggest peeves is that exchanges don't have something as simple as entry, stop and target in one order. Now, I'm gonna caveat this by saying, I know it's not easy. I know we are still in our infancy, but can you please tell me, are you going to make 
it easy for me to raise an order and then get back to my day and the order gets filled with the safety of a stop loss also lodged in as you can do on any futures exchange cfd exchange any anything you wish to do in any other market in the world other than crypto give me that and i'll give you users okay I'll rewind slightly a bit, maybe even might justify why the others might not do it. It's just because how the exchange works. Um, the, uh, for example, when I used to trade um, back in university, we used to trade the SPY exclusively, yep. the ETF, because it was very liquid and we had like a big portfolio. And we used to make market on open, market on close. We used to go into the details, analyzing how Dutch auction system works and see if we've got a good fill. Yep. And that's like a 17-page document at the time you know, about all the rules. So we know exactly what traders need. With regards to what you mentioned, actually they're not even that complicated to, to implement. If you want to go right now, you can still do a limit price, but what we're going to do is implement the things that you mentioned, that the, the big wish list. You need a stop loss, stop limit price, so on and so forth. So then you can leave those triggers Give me and a move away from your, from your desktop. Letters. I mean, we can keep on going. There's a ton of, of different order types that we can put in there. Um, these I have discussed with the team as well, um, since I'm the more uh, finance-oriented of the team. And they are also being implemented as we speak. So we're, we have the, our test environment that we're also implementing and also our live. With the live, we just went live literally uh, this week wow. on, on the app. So uh, um, we just put it on, on iOS and Android. And uh, so that is the most basic version, which has only limit orders, which is fine. And later down the line, we're going to be adding them. So if someone even wants to be guided by online traders, they want to get guided how to trade, they want to be told, ah, oh, this is discretionary trading, but you should put, for example, a limit here, cover your risk, cover your downside. That's the thing. Um, Manage the risk. The end, it's going to be possible we're also going to be talking to our users and asking them after of course the first few implementations what they require because we're here to serve our users if it doesn't uh, it's not good for your users for your listeners for people who come to our exchange then then what what are we doing different than all the others so i'm totally with you on that we will be implementing all of the order types as much as possible and it's not going to be any different than going to trade futures or options or Equities. Mm. Well, look, Dave, I, I can tell you one thing, mate, and I'm going to say this publicly because I can hear the, the, the cheer from the crowd behind me. I've got the probably the largest trading dedicated podcast in the world right now. I'm not saying crypto. I'm saying trading dedicated. I have made it very public for the last probably 10 months that I'm looking for an exchange that offers me leverage, an easy way to manage risk and my targets as well. Now, Dave, we're going to talk, and it might not be right now because I've got to go into another interview straight after this, but ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you know that I'm working my ass off trying to get you guys what I want. You know why? Because what helps me as a trader with leverage, management of risk, and management of uh, results in terms of reward helps you. I have stuck to that the whole way through. I've not found the company just yet. Dave, you got an opportunity to be the one. Now, don't disappoint people. Last question. <laughs> I'll just put the heat on this poor bastard. <laughs> you can offer leverage trading options. 
Um, we're actually already starting to talk um, internally and with other third parties. So maybe we start with the third party, how to, how to get the leverage in there and also then how to offer it internally to require to get the capital requirements necessary to, to also offer leverage. Um, of course, I used to work in, in the brokerage industry. You get it. Um, and we know how, 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 how it works in the background as well. So I think um, the leverage probably will come uh, before the end of the year wow. as well. Excellent. Well, look, but it's been an absolute pleasure spending some time with you, talking you through uh, the exchange uh, and where you've come from. Uh, the good thing is, ladies and gentlemen, this exchange is in the hands of a trader. Uh, and a trader knows what a trader wants. Now, all he has to do is bash a few heads uh, to get the functionality that we want. And let me tell you, I'm going to work with this guy and hopefully, uh, oh, I'm going to try and work with this guy anyway. I, I, I like, it's the only exchange that's run by a trader, I'll put it that way, that I've spoken to thus far. And I think that's a really big step in the right direction for um, professionals to come in. Look, if we want to have the big players come in, you've got to have you've got to have the ability to leverage the asset classes because that's a hedge against their portfolios. The custody issue is still there. We're still trying to work through that and there are some solutions coming through. But derivatives are really what is the future of this marketplace. And without strong derivatives platforms with a good risk management opportunity for us, then the space just won't grow. So I'm hoping that ZBX is going to lead that. You're very fresh. You're very young. You're growing very fast, but you are from a pedigree that uh, I appreciate. And I'd certainly appreciate your time on the show today. So please tell us where we can find it. more information about yourself and the platform. Say again. So tell me where we can find more information about yourself ah, of course. and the platform. Um, of course, the, the website of ZBX is zbx.com um, or ZBX for, for maybe zbx.com <laughs> zbx.com for people on the other side of the pond um, most information is there we've been uh, we've been interviewed by Forbes some of the, the, the biggest names um, because of course they come from a financial background as well and, and are looking what we're, at, at what we're doing um, what we can promise your listeners is that we have some of the biggest announcements coming up um, in the industry, we're not just changing the exchange industry. We have done so much work in the crypto winter, work on the technical side that will be great. Some of the, uh, the biggest public chains, let's say some of the biggest competitors to Ethereum, let's put it this way, since we haven't announced it formally, they're doing the European expansion exclusively with ZBX. So we're not just getting great projects on board. We're getting the great chains that will attract also the great projects. So it's a multiplier effect. Um, we're not here to get listing fees uh, so we can make money from you. We help you grow your project. Of course, there, there might be some fees involved, but if you are going to look at the very short term, we will be doing ourselves a disfavor. So the way we want to grow is give to the community, then the community will come to you. It, uh, it's a very simple process. I, I can't agree with you more. It's uh, Dave Police, the CEO of ZBX Exchange, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I know you're busy. Uh, the exchange space is a wild one. I'd love to be able to uh, continue this conversation again and see if we can help each other to grow. If there's anything you can do for me, vice versa. This is an ecosystem where everyone's very collaborative. And I look forward to seeing the progress in ZBX. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure you log in, you check out the website, you check out the platform and know 
that the exclusive came at tradercob.com. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters. Thank you.